Welcome to Let's Talk About Books, baby, where we talk with your favorite LGBTQ authors. This is Anita Kelly, and I have two amazing guests for you today. Uh, it's the the deadly dastardly duo team <laughs> <laughs> of Georgia Beers and Melissa Braden. Hey, Melissa and Georgia, how are you? I think we're, we're doing good. We're, we're, yeah, they're dastardly duo. That's that's what we're being right now. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I tell you, I wouldn't want to mess with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. It's always great to talk with you both. Um, and I don't think that I've ever had you together before. So this is great. No, I don't think so either. No, either. Nope. But yep. thanks for having us. It's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Fun times. So, um, you both, I'm just going to jump right in. Uh, is that okay? All righty. So you, yeah, yeah. you both, um, write in the same genre, right? You're both, mm -hmm. um, romance writers and, and I want to know what is the attraction for you? What draws you to that genre? You go ahead, George. <laughs> we're gonna right. need an order here we'll, we'll trade off order you go first you go first all right well for me it's it's that journey of of falling in love it's I mean people say that romance is formulaic and I guess it kind of is but I mean that's what I love about it it's I know how it's going to end but that journey from point a to point b and all of the mountains and all of the valleys in between is what makes it all worthwhile for me um I could, it's just, it's over and over again. I, I've been doing this for a long time and I, I never really get tired of it because it's that, the ending of getting these two people together and, and watching them fall in love. And then just being a part of that, being invested in this couple, it, I don't even know how to put words to it, which is silly because that's what I do for a living, but it's the journey for me. Yeah. It's that journey. It's watching. It's like being a fly on the wall. Yeah. So, so in your writing process, then are you kind of stepping back and watching these two characters just go on their journey? Oh no, I'm sending them on their journey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So some authors describe it as like the, the characters just kind of tell yep. them what to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm a little more in command, I think, but it's still fun. I mean, it doesn't take anything away from it, whether I'm directing it or not. Okay, great. And, and Melissa, what's the draw for you? I think it's hope and it's light and it's the best parts of humanity that are highlighted. And there's something about knowing that there's a safety net. When you pick up a romance novel, uh, you're going to have a lot of ups and downs and you're going to have some conflict, but you're, you have a contract with that author that everything's going to be okay in the end. And I think when we're living in the harsh reality of the real world, which I think the past couple of years are a prime example of that, it's so nice to know that this author has you and it's going to be okay. And you're going to watch two people fall in love and have some troubles, but, but in the end, you're going to be happy. And uh, I think we all need a little bit of that. And I, I was definitely attracted to those qualities. I, I love the idea of hope and light and, you know, um, romance is my favorite genre to read um, because of that and because I know there's going to be a happy ending although one author who was one of my favorite authors uh, <laughs> uh, 
ended one of their their novels. It was supposed to be a light romance with like a not so happy ending. They redeemed themselves in, in the <laughs> sequel, but yeah, it was disturbing. But you know, a lot of times I'll I'll go to the back of the book and read the ending first. Yes. Oh, will you really? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. They 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 broke the contract, so I bet you were kind of angry until that sequel came out. I was. Mm-hmm. I was. I was like, what are you mm-hmm. doing to me? <laughs> we of, had a deal. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. We had a deal, you're, and you have broken it. Yes, and you're causing me anxiety here. Yep. <laughs> I need my hope and my light. That's right. That's right. So, um, have you two ever collaborated on a story together, or have you ever considered that? You know, we we are asked this a lot, and we haven't collaborated on any work of fiction together. We did write a, a like a news article. We Remember, did. Uh, yeah, yeah oh. we for the for the San Francisco. Uh, Bay, Big Bay, Bay Times, Bay Times. Bay Times. and uh, that was our first time really collaborating. And I remember, I was like, "Okay, how are we going to do this?" And I think, <laughs> I think Georgia took the body of work, and then I, I did, like, and then you added some comedy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, what was the article about? It was about our friendship and about yeah, how we met, and, uh, and and kind of the role we we play in each other's lives. And it was our first time like coming up with something together. So I think it was a glimpse of how that process would work should it ever come to fruition. And I, I don't know about you, George, I'm not against it, but I think we'd have to find the right project that really it would. Yeah, us. it would have to be exactly the right thing. Um, and it's interesting because I, the way that we wrote it uh, kind of mirrored our personalities. And it, if I had to predict how we would have written that, article together, it would have gone just exactly the way it did, where I like, I took the questions and I kind of laid down the base structure. (laughs) Exactly. And then I sent it to Melissa and she did all the polishing and, you know, made it all a little prettier and a little, a little easier to read and a little, a little quirkier. Okay. I I can totally see that. I can totally see that. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, That's so great. So, um, so tell us like in the story and, and what did you write? Who, how did you guys meet and how long have you known each other? And like when you met, did you know that you would become lifelong friends? Did you click? Oh, I want to hear, I want to hear your answer, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> we met in 2011. Okay. Um, in June. CLS conference. And it was Melissa's first conference. Um, and we met on the very last day. She had been there and she's, if you don't know Melissa, she's kind of the person who sits in the corner and watches at first. Mm -hmm. She will talk to you if you go up to her, but if she's in a room full of new people, she kind of wants to sit and get the lay of the land. And she did that for a little while. And I think um, because the GCLS is a lot of people who've been there all the time, the whole, every year, we all know each other. And I think I met her through Rachel Spangler on the very last day, because Rachel is, you know, she'll come right up to you. That's, Hi, how you she doing? Did. That's, that's <laughs> trouble right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I was, and I've known Rachel forever. So I was sitting near Rachel and Rachel introduced herself to Melissa, who was also in our vicinity and thereby introduced her to me. And I really didn't have a whole lot of time to get to know you at that point. Did we talk after that? Or when did we no. actually begin a I friendship? Mean, it was a couple mm-hmm. years later, right? Yeah, we became acquaintances at that point. Right. Um, and we sat next to each other for that keynote speech. And yep. so I, th- I, I think it's fun to look back on now. We, we had just met moments before and there's a photo of it. 
There is. And uh, <laughs> then I think I ran into you a few months later in Provincetown and we had another right. brief conversation about the theater. You called me the theater girl. I walked right, into women's right. crafts and you said, oh, it's the theater girl. Uh, and another brief conversation. And I think I think it was, you know, about two years of being in a in an acquaintanceship. And then we uh, we struck up an actual friendship that's uh, kind of built yeah, and we started to move in circles. We had a lot of the same friends, so we would end up at the same gatherings and then mm-hmm. just went from there. I'm a very big fan of theater, and theater is a huge part well, of my life. So when I had questions about shows that were coming to town or things I wanted to see, I'd go to the theater girl. And she can't get rid of me now. I can't. I, I try. I, just follow, I follow her around. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Speaking of theater, do you guys know that there is a... Uh, a channel where you can get all of the Broadway shows right on your TV. Yeah, yeah, there definitely is. I wish that I want them to populate it with with you know some of the hotter tickets, but it is pretty cool. And if uh, especially during this time where we're not able to get out as much, I, I do recommend it because there there are full length shows on there. You, I think you can watch Kinky Boots right now. Yeah, um, there's some good ones. Waitress. and they're, they're professionally shot. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. I know. It's very mm-hmm. cool. I know. I was just looking at that last night. And I was like, huh, I got to get mm-hmm. this. You're like, I got to get this. Yep, yeah, <laughs> definitely. So um, in both of your books, right, like you you both include um, food and drink, right? And and mm-hmm. I think it it plays a prominent role in some of your books. Um, very much. Yeah. So, so tell me, what is the, for you personally, what's the significance of food and drink in your life? What does that mean to you? Well, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I just, I want to eat all day. Okay. (laughs) Donuts. I, I love food in all its form. I like to sample various foods. If I go to a new restaurant, um, if I can't decide between a couple of dishes, I will order both just so I can try both of them. Or if I, you know, Carson Tate is great for this because Carson likes to sample food as well. So if we are sitting next to each other at a restaurant mm-hmm. and we're kind of debating, we're like, well, you get this and I'll get this and then we'll share it and I can taste that. And we, I need as much food as I can have at any given point. And wine, I found, is a fantastic accompaniment to my meal. And um, what's great about wine is when you go wine tasting, you get to have all sorts of different <laughs> wines. And so that's easily become one of my favorite hobbies and activities. Um, and, and so I can't imagine writing multiple books and then not hitting one that has to do with food. I feel like every two or three books, one of my that, that next book becomes very food centric and it's just me living out my own fantasies. Yeah, it's great, though. I like that you include that. And Georgia. It's very interesting. It's very interesting when we go out to eat together because we, we eat very different foods. Um, I don't, I don't eat much meat. Although I will tell you that every time I go on a stretch of vegetarianism, when I fall off the wagon is when I'm with Melissa. Yeah, it is. I don't know if it's it's Texas and it's full of meat (laughs) and the fried chicken there is fantastic. I don't Mm. know, but twice now it has happened to me. I have been a vegetarian for a year and a half. I go visit Melissa. I eat some meat and then I have to start all over again. Um, But it's funny when we go eat together because we don't really have the same taste in food, but we still end up sampling each other's dinners because we're curious. I have to try all the food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. that's great. So, so Georgia, rather than 
like ordering meat, maybe you can just like eat some of Melissa's and she won't I have even done notice. That. She does. <laughs> she does. I, uh, we, we shared a condo in Provincetown and I came downstairs to her eating my leftovers. <laughs> yep. Yep. It was no. like this weird craving I had and there was. You're like, you, were, you didn't need this, fridge. right? <laughs> now that. I don't know what it was, but yeah. <laughs> that is like true that. friendship for sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. I did ask first, but she would never tell me no. She'd be, she was like, yes, go ahead, eat it. Yeah, Aww, eat it. Sweet. She comes out, I'm gnawing on steak. It was very sad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so you both have um, some great series, really. Um, and, oh, and, thank you. And when I think of those series, like, uh, that's when I was thinking of, like, the whole food and drink aspect uh, plays a role in in a lot of those series. So I'm wondering um, if you could each tell our listeners and, and I'll call on you. Okay. Um, <laughs> so if, um, if you could tell our listeners about your series and um, Melissa, we'll start with you with the Tangle Valley series. Sure. Tang- Tangle Valley was a lot of fun to write because it takes place in wine country in Oregon in Willamette Valley. And um, it's the story of three friends who are, are working on a vineyard in different capacities. Um, our first friend, Joey, has grown up on the vineyard her, her whole life. And then uh, her her best friend, Madison, comes back to town to be the winemaker. And she brings her ex-girlfriend, Gabriella, who opens a restaurant on the ground of the vineyards. And so each of the books is a different girl's love story um, with, with their respective love interest. And so you get three different books out of the Tangle Valley series. And I had a, a lot of fun researching that one. Let me tell you, sampling the wines. <laughs> because you have to put in the work, Anita. You can't just go into that wine. You have oh. to drink the wine. Or you can write about it. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Research is so important. It is so important. And and I love um, the setting in Tangle Valley, like that little town with the little shops and right. That's that's cool. Yeah, I want to go there. I know. Me too. Ew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and all right. So, Georgia, tell us about the Puppy Love series. The Puppy Love series um, as as important as food and wine is to me, animals are just as important to me. Aww. And I don't have any close friends who don't have animals. Mm-hmm. I sat down one day and I thought about that. And I I just thought, how can I, I wanted to write something about animals. And the other thing I wanted to do was find a way to put three lesbians together okay. in a small town. Mm-hmm. And I thought an animal shelter was a great place to find <laughs> gay women, yep. honestly, yep. LGBTQ women, because, yep. you know, animals. Um, so I wrote, it was my first series. Um, I would do a few things differently, but for the most part, I really, really enjoyed writing it. It, it I take um, the CEO is one book. Um, the head of adoptions is another book. And then the, um, the financial officer is the third book. So people who have big roles in the animal shelter each get a love story, each get their own love story. It's a three book series. Um, And it's the place is called June, June bug farms. And I have put it in several of my following books um, just as like either a, 
a mention or some character in another book is going to adopt an animal. And that's where they end up going. Cause most of my books takes place, take place in the same fictional town that I like to refer to as not Rochester. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So you have little, little puppy cameos. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, all right. And then Melissa, you have the seven shores series. I do. Seven Shores is set in Los Angeles, actually Venice Beach, if you want to be more specific. And it involves four friends who are living in the same inward facing apartment complex with a courtyard in the middle. One of those places where you kind of run into your neighbors a lot. And it is adjacent to a fun and funky coffee shop called the Cat's Pajamas. <laughs> and book one, we, we follow Isabel, who has just moved in. And so she's getting to know the inhabitants of the Seven Shores of apartment complex for the first time. So we kind of take in the world through her eyes. And she has gotten her big break. She's going to write for a very hot television show. And uh, along the way, make some friends back at home. Um, and with Autumn, who runs the coffee shop, Gia, who's a professional surfer, and Hadley, who is into fashion. And so there are four books in that series, a lot of action at the beach. And it's a very beachy series. And each girl also gets her own romance in that series as well. Oh, that's so sweet. And I love their living arrangement. Also, um, I think out of all the books I read, I love that uh, area, like their little development. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. Maggie Cummings has a great little area that she writes about right yeah, off the Staten read, Island I, Bridge. Yeah, I, I read the series. It was great. Yeah. All right. Awesome. And then, Georgia, you have the Swizzle Stick series. Um, yep. And, and one of them just came out, right? The Was it the final one? Uh, the final one comes out in April. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so I'm in the middle of proofing it right now, actually. It's downstairs on my living room coffee table, and I'm about halfway through. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so tell us about that, that series. That series, it's so interesting because when you look at mainstream romance, a lot of writers who write series will write series about siblings. So like every brother gets a book, every sister gets a book. And I wanted to do that, but it's hard to write about a family where all of the siblings are LGBTQ in some way. Yeah. However, mm -hmm. Italian families are very large. I know because I have one. <laughs> and it made sense to me that if I made the family large enough, there could be three cousins that fit into, the, into, into queerness. Uh -huh. So I decided to take that route. And I have always been fascinated by mixology. Now, Mind you, I am terrible at science and chemistry, and I can't seem to learn stuff on my own as far as, you know, acid goes with what sugar does and what acid does. And I, mm -hmm. no, but I can follow a recipe. Okay. Um, so mixology, I find so interesting. And I thought a good place for my cousins to meet up since they are different age groups or different, different, yeah, different age groups um, would be the back room of a bar. I actually have been to several bars in my life. What? <laughs> what? Was, no. I know. I know. It's hard to believe. I know. Um, but there often seems to be, you know, 
there, you've got a break room, you've got room for the employees. And I thought if I'm going to build this bar for one of my characters, she's going to put this spot in the back. So she had this bar all redone. She had a room put in the back. I put a practice bar back there so that she has a reason to be back there all the time. She's practicing new drinks and there's a couch and a desk in a room for her cousins to come and hang out with her while she's technically working. Mm -hmm. So I just, I miss these characters. This is the first series that I've written that I was very, very sad to be done with. Mm -hmm. Um, They were just so much fun to write. And even when I go back and I'm proofreading, I'm really proud of this series. Um, So you have Julia, who's the owner of the bar. Hers is the first story, which is called Shaken or Stirred. Um, And she gets her love story. And then the second book is about Vanessa, who is a school teacher. Um, And she is, Julia is the middle, as far as age goes. Vanessa's the youngest. And then the third book is about Amelia. She's the oldest. And she, hers is an age gap romance. Um, And they were all, they're all different. They're all, they just were wonderful characters. I really, really am proud of them. I'm proud of that series. Oh, that's so great. And and the one on the rocks, I guess that's the one that just came out in yes, December. Yes, that came out in December. Yep. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And that's then, Vanessa's story. All right. And then with it a twist. Like... That's Amelia's yeah. story, and that okay. comes out in April. Okay. Yep. I was just thinking, We, I feel like you Backroom Bar Babes would have been a fantastic name for that series. Well, back you gave me romance. One backroom bar babes. Book. <laughs> Think of the audience. Now you tell me. <laughs> yeah, you might get a whole different audience with that. Backroom that bar babes. That's good and bad, I think. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> New readers like turning on to Georgia. Yep. So, Anita, something something that most people may or may not know is that I call Melissa my title guru because she's fantastic at titles, and I'm I'm okay with them, but. Not always. And so a lot of times I will go to her and I'll be like, okay, here's the basic idea for this book. What do you think of these three titles? And inevitably she comes up with a fourth one that's better than all of my three. But the swizzle stick romances, were that was her idea. I came up with the individual titles, but the overall arcing swizzle stick thing was her. Oh, that's so awesome. What a friend. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. In parentheses. In parentheses, backroom bar babes. <laughs> <laughs> As a subtitle. <laughs> that's that's the next series. <laughs> so um, do you guys share your donuts with each other? Are you like that good of friends? Yeah. I, 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 I mean, on a good day, I'd share a donut with you. I'm protective of donuts, but I, I would think I would. Okay. And I'm stronger than her, so I could just take one. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Um, well, so, you know, those are all awesome series. Um, and I'm glad that our listeners have the opportunity to hear about them. Uh, they're great, uh, great romance series. And, you know, right now we're in February, which is right. The romance month. Um, Mm -hmm. so, um, I would highly recommend that you listeners pick, pick those up and, and check them out. They're awesome. Don't forget um, about Melissa's Soho series, because that's my favorite one. Oh, uh, yeah. So tell us about that. Yeah. Oh, Soho was my first series that I wrote, and it's it's a New York City-based series with uh, four best friends running an advertising agency together. And this time, even though it's four friends, there's only three books, because I don't want to spoil anything, but two might fall in love. Um, <laughs> but, so the backdrop is very much, uh, much fast-paced in, in, in Soho, and uh, they live in the same apartment building that they work in and so I, I know 
great amount of fun writing that series as well. And and what are the titles of the books in that series? Uh, we have Kiss the Girl, Just Three Words, and Ready or Not. Okay. Kiss the Girl, Ready or Not. Awesome. Um, and do you come up with your own titles, Melissa? Yes, I do. Okay. And, <laughs> and... I don't get to help. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, no, 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 no. I don't need any help from you. She's, she's like, I got this. I'll uh-huh, stay over there. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, for both of you, what is your favorite book of each other's? Georgia, do you want to take a break? Got it. All right. So, Melissa, what is what is your favorite Georgia Beers book? Oh, there are a lot that I like. It's hard. It's hard to pick just one. But, you know, the first book I read of hers was too close to touch. Ah, it's a great one. And it 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 really uh it really helped usher me into the genre mm-hmm. and was near and dear to my heart in, in that sense. So I, I tend to go with that. But since then there have been so many that I've enjoyed. Um but I am gonna go with that one. I feel like it's like, awesome. like you're gonna hold me to this choice for the rest of my life. <laughs> that was <laughs> but, a great yeah, yeah. one though. And I gotta tell you that was one of them like I had, you know, a long, long time ago uh, been into reading uh, lesbian books and then kind of got away from it and got back into it. And that was one of the first ones that I had picked up um, and really kept on reading that. And uh, was it, is it fast tracks? Fresh tracks, fresh tracks. Yep. That's another great mm-hmm. one. Yeah. But I mean, they were fast, so you could call them. Fast tracks. <laughs> there you go. There, there's a new title for another book, <laughs> <laughs> the sequel to fresh tracks. So, um, and Georgia, what is your favorite Melissa Braden book? That is a hard one because every time she writes one, I tend to like it better, but then I think about it and then I go back. Like I love heart block was my very favorite. And that was your, is that the second one? Melissa? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I loved heart block. And then, um, first position came along, which is the one about the ballet dancers. And that one, I just, there was something about that one that I adored, um, kiss the girl is probably my favorite in her series because I love Brooklyn and I love Jessica. Um, I haven't read the newest one that comes out next month, but that is lined up on my Kindle. That's exclusive. Um, the Tango Valley series. Ugh, so much love for that strawberry. So I can't pick one. I cannot pick one. I can't pick one. <laughs> yeah. Too you're, many. you're going through there's the list. Many. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. all good. Yeah. There's just, I want to be able to pick one, but then when I pick one, another one comes up and I go, oh, but wait, I liked, so yeah, I can't. Yeah. Yep. They're all good, everybody. Just read them all. (laughs) So, uh, all right. So let me ask you, um, what is in your relationship together um, and the time that you've spent, I'll say in P-Town or at the Golden Crown Conference, um, what's the most trouble you guys have gotten into together? <laughs> you, well, first of all, what you should know is that we're both rule followers. So we're, trying, <laughs> we're trying actively to stay out of trouble, but sometimes we can be a little bumbling. We go on adventures. Wait, you on hang out that question. Uh, you hang I read out that with- question and that was the very first thing I thought was we don't get into trouble because we're we good fall girls. in line. Yeah, but now, you hang out with Spangler. Where- that yeah, well, yeah, Spangler yeah. is trouble. Yes. <laughs> uh, 
but I, you know, I, I know there have been times where we've been caught laughing on panels. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> we should have been a, a little bit uh, more, you know, professional. But, you know, we also have had moments where I remember us, we were at the RWA conference and we were trying to find our way into a wine bar and it was like a maze and <laughs> we couldn't find the entrance anywhere. And it, it, we finally just were like, I guess we just can't go to this wine bar. We'll just go home. And we started to leave and then they like a loudspeaker, they called us in. And apparently this is a game that they play because the entrance is so hard to find that they have a camera watching people try oh to find it God. through the hedges. And so the whole bar had been watching. That's there was that. And, there was another was time funny. where was it, it like was a funny. speakeasy? Kind of. It, it was it down. Like you had to go down was, a flight of stairs. Yeah. And there were hedges and yeah, the, <laughs> like the wall was covered with like fake shrubbery or something, and we could not we find, couldn't a find a door to our lives. That sounds like a <laughs> speakeasy. That's us. great. Yeah. Then and we walk in time. and we see like the big television screen behind the bar that's right on the door, and we were like, oh, "Okay." So <laughs> <laughs> You're like, "All right, give me a drink." <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I remember a time when I uh, we were in P Town and I wanted to meet my dad, my dog's dad, and he was about three and a half hours away. And I said to Georgia, "I have to be back later today, uh, but I'd like to go meet my my dog's dad. Want to go?" And she was like, "Yeah!" So we <laughs> hopped in the car and we did a seven hour round trip to go meet his <laughs> dog. Oh it's my goodness! <laughs> wow! And we held him, and we were there for like an hour. He was fourteen at the time. Oh my god! Um, and we hopped back in the car and came home. So we've had some adventures, but we, uh, we definitely we try to follow the rules whenever we possible. do. I like the we spontaneity do. there. <laughs> yeah. That's her. That is her. Yeah. She's got a dragon. <laughs> yeah. no, I am not a spontaneous person. That's so and she's not really either, but she's more spontaneous than I am. That's so those theater will, people. Well. Yes. Well, here's the thing. They say in any relationship you have, you think of any friendship you have with another human on earth, somebody is always the Bert and somebody is always the Ernie. And it can switch. Like you can be the Ernie in one relationship and the Bert in another. Um, and, and so I have to play my role in this particular friendship. So yes. what, Ernie. tell me about <laughs> Bert and Ernie. Like who, like what would Bert's Bert. traits be and Oh, oh, Bert's Bert's a little bit more serious minded. He keeps stodgy. moving forward, and, <laughs> and, and Ernie is a little more free spirited in the cut up. Okay. Exactly. You know, uh, but if you put Spangler and Melissa together, I'm then the Melissa Bert. becomes Bert, and Spangler becomes Ernie. So that's what? how that works. <laughs> that's right. Uh, it changes. It, Spang yep. Spangler got got a lot of people in trouble when she came to visit in Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she's, I don't know, she attracts it. <laughs> and and I'll put a plug in for Aurora Ray. She, uh, her book that's coming out, Greener Pastures, uh, she she held true to her promise and uh, had baby goats. And uh, <laughs> their names are Bert and Ernie. <laughs> that's perfect. Uh -huh. I had no idea. There you go. Yeah, it's great. So, um. Melissa, you have a video game that came out that was inspired from one of your novels. Can you tell us about yeah. that? Yeah, what's up I with can. that? I can. It's uh, it, it, it's an app that you can um, add to your phone called Chapters, and it's very much like a choose your own adventure having to do with 
Kiss the Girl, which is the first book in the Soho Loft series. And so you get to play the game in the shoes of Brooklyn and kind of go through the trajectory that she follows within the book and make choices for yourself as her and then kind of see where it takes you. And sometimes um, it takes you a little bit away from where the novel did, nothing too drastic, but um, I've gotten to play the game and I've gotten to make some choices that um, found me with characters and scenes that were never in the scenes that I wrote before, but was a lot of fun. Uh, to see it play out that way. And, you know, what's great is that it wasn't just Kiss the Girl that will be made, but they were going to make the entire series. So we're going to see just three words come to chapters as well as Ready or Not. And at some point down the road, Waiting in the Wings too. And so I, I really look forward to seeing those characters in graphic form because it's been super cool to see Brooklyn and Jessica um, come alive in front of me and get to pretend that I'm in their shoes. That is really, that is really awesome. Like, how did this come about? Well, it, it's uh, the, the company reached out and said, hey, we'd be interested in, in making these books. And so we did some negotiations and some contracts went into place and uh, they went off to create the game. And so it, it's it's out now and they, they uh, drop five chapters each week. So on Saturdays, we get new chapters and uh, we'll play until till the end. And then we'll wait for just three words. That's so cool. So is it like a progressive game then? It is. It is. Yeah. That's cool. And and then did you help design, I'll say, like the avatar of your characters at all? Or? No, no, no. It, it, it was a deal that uh, they, they had access to the book and they went off to create and uh, I wished them well. And now it's out and I get to see. Great. So it was all in their hands. And, and it's called Chapters. Chapters is the app. Yeah. Okay, cool. Great. I'm gonna have to check that out. That's so cool. Yeah. That's yeah. It, it's been it's been it's been awesome to see it and to uh, you know bring new people who didn't know the story are now picking up the book because they played the game. Yeah, that's great. And Georgia, have you played? I have. Yeah, I haven't. <laughs> I the first the first five chapters, I think I haven't played since the next piece has dropped, but I will mm -hmm. probably this weekend. Yeah, it's it's really cool because it's one of my favorite books and. I think one of the things I like about it is you can adjust the characters a little bit. If you want to change the hair, you want to change the skin tone, you can, you get, you have some options so you can do that. And I like have my own picture of Jessica <laughs> Spoon uh -huh. in my head. Yeah. Um, and then like Melissa said, it's really very much like one of those choose your own adventures where you get to a point and it goes, here's what's happening. Do you want to do this or do you want, do you want to kiss her in the elevator or do you want to turn in for the do night? I do you want to yeah. tell her off? I think that was one of the options. It was like, right. really like tell, I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> wow. So can you like, even though they've dumped five new chapters, can you go back and still do the first five? Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. cool. And it's funny because I have been following the book. Like all of my choices have been along the lines of the book because I know how the story goes. I haven't been brave enough yeah. yet to do something that's like completely out of character for any of them or completely off a di in a different path. So I'll have to try that at, at some point too. Uh, ask because you're yeah, a rule fun. follower. Exactly. See? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. She can't tell her off in the elevator. No, she's got to kiss her. Well, well, the problem is, is that I didn't have enough jewels. You have to, ma you you have to like manage your jewels. You sent me a text. And I had not managed my Excuse jewels properly, me? so I was. Yeah, you have to buy <laughs> options with your jewels, and and 
I had earned so many and I had spent them. And so I was not able to kiss in the elevator. So I had to get off the elevator without oh. that happening. And they do kiss in the book in the elevator. So that didn't happen on my version. And I got a text and it was like, I was supposed I to jewel in the elevator, but I don't have enough jewels. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I would have been like, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I think I think I had to like tell her off or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, bummer. Oh. Well, I will definitely um, check that out. Maybe tonight. It's fun. Oh, great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Very cool. So um, what is the most enjoyable part of the writing process for each of you? Go ahead, George. I think, I think for me, it's when I find my groove. It's, I mean, there's, there's so many different aspects of writing a novel and from coming up with the idea to kind of organizing it, whether I'm organizing it in my head or on paper in some way. Um, it's just, and it's not even at the beginning because the beginning, it, it can be a little slow. You can do a little stumbling, but there always comes a point in every book where I find my groove and I hit my stride and I'm with these characters. That's my favorite part. And, and it's different parts. It can be a different part of the book, okay. depending on the book itself. Um, okay. That was going to be my some question. Some of them are easier. Some of them are harder. I'm sorry. That was going to be my question. What is, is there a part of the book, like the first third, the middle third, or the end? That Traditionally for me, the middle third is the hardest, but I feel like over the past couple of books that has changed for me. Okay. That middle third is probably the meatiest part right yeah and it can also be the part that drags a little because yeah. you know you're getting into the beginning and you're meeting these people and you know what the end's going to be but now you have to get them there yeah um now melissa loves the middle so really <laughs> I, i'll send her a note and i'll be like oh i'm in the middle i'm dying and she's like i can't understand what's happening with you i don't get it i can't really relate. melissa are you a middle child no, I'm the youngest. <laughs> huh. Okay. All right. I was just seeing if there was a correlation there. And and Georgia, where are you in your family line? I am the oldest. Uh-huh. I'm the oldest. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why you guys get along so well, the oldest and youngest. Maybe so. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> and and Melissa, what's your favorite part of the writing aspect? I like it when it's done. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> when you see the words well, the end. Yeah, what I mean by that is I, I'm my most happiest when the draft is in place and I have everything written and then it's time to go back and, and, and make it good and take a second pass at it. And my second passes are pretty thorough. Um, they're not just a proofreading pass. I like to spend time because because I'm a pantser on that first pass, I'm really using it to get to know them. And by the end of the book, now I know them and now I can go back in and really dig deeper and 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 pepper in all the things that I think make the the book have texture and, and nuance. And so that second draft is very important to me. So I would say the I'd say the editing process is my favorite. But yes, when I'm writing the first draft, the middle is definitely my my sweet spot because I really like building the couple up and making them happy for a while, you know, only to rip it away. I live for that. Um, <laughs> the ending, I don't always, Georgia said she knows how it's going to end. I don't always know how mine's going to end. Really? So the ending is often a struggle for me. Okay. It's because she is a super, super, super duper pantser. Mm-hmm, I'll say, sure. I'll say, but she's spontaneous. So that's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, you're 
in the writing process, right? Um, do you uh, follow those normal romance beats um, that are kind of laid out for everyone? I I think for me, I keep them in the back of my head, but I cannot let them rule what I'm doing. Okay, all right. There, there's there's suggestions back there for sure, and it's it's good structure, and it kind of helps. It helps with pacing if you keep those things in mind, but they they don't rule for me. I was going to say, yeah. if you're a pantser, that would be hard, really, I think, more difficult to, to follow those. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure outliners have an easier time of that. Yeah. How about you, Georgia? Um, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat that Melissa is where, like, I'm aware of them, but I also think that I've done this for so long that it just, they kind of happen. I actually talked to my editor maybe a year ago year and a half ago, because I wasn't really terribly familiar with these things called romance beats. I had heard of them, but once I looked them up and understood what they were, I thought, should I be, should I like make a chart? Am I supposed to be following this? And I asked my editor and she's like, no, you do it anyway. You're fine. So <laughs> it's just that. kind of happened that because I've done this for so long, I understand the structure of the book and that's it hasn't so, been an issue for me. That's so great. You just like organically know. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I'm taking the Golden Crown Writing Academy course right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm yep. learning, oh, yeah. learning all about this fun stuff. So well, there you go. Yep. Yeah. 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 We both volunteered and we've both taught there. So yeah, we're I, familiar. I think Melissa's on the schedule. She probably yes, is. I'm coming. I'm up this month. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. That's great. Um, so, so what's next for both of you? You have stuff in the wings, stuff you're working on, um, standalones, Always. new series. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're both ahead, you're both full time, right? Well, yes. We are both full time and we we both put out about three books a year. Um I just got my author copies today of my next release exclusive, which is out next month in March. So I'm very excited for that one. It's got a TV news backdrop and we have a young eager reporter and a seasoned anchor woman uh in that particular book. And then after that, I will have another small town romance called The Last Lavender Sister, which I'm putting the finishing touches on now. And I'm really, I'm really liking how that one is feeling. So stay tuned for that. And I'm looking at what I'm writing next, and it might have to do with cheer. I'm uh, batting that around. Yay. Wow. Awesome. So exclusive is due out next month. Yeah. Yeah. Just in a few weeks. All right. We'll be on the lookout for that. And Georgia, what are you up to? Um, I have the last of the Swizzle Stick romances coming out next month. That is called With a Twist. Awesome. Um, and then in August comes Cherry on Top, which is about a social media influencer and a woman who despises everything about social media influencing for her own very personal reasons. Um and then I am currently working on a novel called Camp Lost and Found, wow. which is about two women who end up at a defunct summer camp for very different reasons and end up unwittingly helping each other and, of course, falling in love. Oh, <laughs> that sounds nice. Yeah. So um, I-, I told my wife that I want to be a social influencer and she about fell off her chair laughing. <laughs> like, what do you mean? I could do that. You got this, Anita. You can do <laughs> it. It's a new career for you. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so yes, I, I need I need you as my hype person because she she's not. 
You call me up. You call me up. I got you. All right. All right. So um, since this is Valentine's month, not just Valentine's Day anymore, um, tell me, who are your Valentines? We'll, we'll go with Georgia. Who are your Valentines? Or Valentine's? Their names are Archie yeah. and Emma. Aww. My dog and my cat. Aww. <laughs> and they are both adorable. I've seen them Thank on you. social media. They are adorbs. Yeah. Archie mm -hmm. is my love. He has become much more, um, I don't want to say appreciated because I would never not appreciate him, but he's become one of the smartest decisions I've made in a very long time. So, Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. yeah. He's a good boy. <laughs> he looks like such a cuddler. He takes good care of me. Yeah. Sweet, <laughs> sweet, nice. And, and Melissa, who are your Valentines? Well, their names are Archie and Emmett. <laughs> Competition. Uh, well, I, I have Alan, who I'm married to, which is a great go-to answer and, and is quite true. But I also have two little ones now. I have Cameron and I have, she was just born, you know, this past year. And I have Everett, who's three now. And I also have a, a, a couple of, of little cuddly pups as well, and Apple and Ryder. And, and all of you as out there... <laughs> All of us, all of my Valentine's. Um, I'm feeling a lot of love, so uh, I'm very grateful. So awesome. and, and so, uh, yeah, so putting it out there. That's awesome. Excellent. Yep. And and your kids are adorable. They really are. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I just, They're even cuter in person. They are some of the cutest kids ever. They look so They're happy. Sweet, yeah. sweet and short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they look like uh, I just saw a picture of. Uh, when they were the same age, they looked like they could be twins. Oh, yeah. I know they, if they had been the same age, they really would have been twins. They, yeah. they're, uh, they, they also laugh exactly the same, which is a little freaky because <laughs> Everett, Everett had a very specific laugh and Cameron has it. It's that like low guttural belly laugh. Yeah. He laughs oh. like an old man. It's oh my God. They both did. Yeah. I yeah. love when kids do that. That is just the mm -hmm. coolest. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> each of you describe your most romantic Valentine days, Valentine's Day experience. Okay. Well, I'll start. My, I think my closet was organized for me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I am not the most organized person in the world and was just living this life of just, you know, by the skin of my teeth, my clothes, my, and to come in and to have that thing completely, completely organized for me I about fell to my knees and wept it was the most romantic thing ever in life so did Alan do that himself yeah yeah all wow. by himself wow that's love I know it that's we awesome. talk about I think it it's because still. he didn't have enough room in that giant closet for his own stuff and yeah. he was like yeah, <laughs> yeah some of this has got to go <laughs> <laughs> oh and Georgia what how about yours you know this was another question that I pondered and pondered, and I have had many, many Valentine's Days in my lifetime, but I'm going to say, I'm going to go in a more general, um, more general response. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's when there's a surprise. It's yeah. when there are flowers I'm not expecting, or I am taken somewhere that I don't know that I'm going. Mm -hmm. um, just that element of surprise that tells me that I'm loved, Aww. even though I know it, yeah. you know, I'm, and I'm not a person who's got to have gifts. So 
a surprise gift or a surprise, you know, bouquet is always, that always makes me happy. It'll make me all teary. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a sap. I'm easy. That's so sweet. <laughs> that is so sweet. Yeah. Nice. I've already told Archie he needs to call the florist and get me Step some. Step it up, Archie. <laughs> <laughs> He's on it. Uh, I trust him. Yeah. Can his paws like hit the right buttons? Well, yeah, I think he could figure it out. Yeah, he's smart enough. He is. Yeah, that's great. That is awesome. So uh, we are about out of time. Um, and I'm just Aww. wondering if you all have any parting words for our listeners. Oh, well, you know, you mentioned that it's a Valentine's Day episode. So my inclination is to wish everybody a happy Valentine's Day. And that doesn't always mean romance. I mean, it can just be an outpouring of love for the people who are important to you and just a celebration of, of kindness. And uh, I, I hope that for, for everybody who's listening. I second that. I think, especially given the last year and a half to two years that we've, mm -hmm. that we've gone through as somebody who lives alone and has, you know, for the first time in a long time experienced what it's like to actually be alone when I couldn't go anywhere. Um, I just want to say thank you to all of the people who, have made it, have kept, have kept me sane, you know, who yeah. bring me stuff and deliver my food and, and call me on the phone and check on me. And I hope that everybody has people that are checking on them. Yeah. And if yeah. not, you know what, reach out, reach out to your friends. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just be kind. Great advice. Yeah. Great advice. Yep. Yep. You can mm -hmm. never have enough kindness. Great, great Agreed. words for our listeners. Great way to end you guys. Uh, mm -hmm. it's been awesome talking to you. Um, always, fun. yeah, too. always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Yep. Always a pleasure. So, uh, again, that's, that's all the time we have for today. And, uh, I'm Anita Kelly and thanks for joining. Let's talk about books, baby. Until next time, may your journey be lighthearted and peace be plenty and be safe. And thanks again to Georgia beers and Melissa Braden. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.